Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I, I just woke up. <laughs> I had a late night. I was on the south side of Chicago drinking. A uh, lot of fun riding that fixed gear bike I mentioned last uh, cast we did. Uh, fuck. I just got banned on Facebook. Again. I got another 30-day suspension on Facebook. Uh, for what Facebook referred to as voter suppression. I have been <laughs> banned from Facebook for voter suppression. Wait till you right? hear what that voter suppression was. So, I made a comment somewhere in some group or on some, not even my own, like, fucking post or anything, but just a comment somewhere. <clears throat> Apparently two months ago. And I have no idea where it was, but... Uh, I, I said, voting is canceled. Now rioting is our only friend. Uh, which one of our uh, one of our fans, one of our listeners, reminded me was the incorrect phrasing of the meme. It should I should have said. He said you should have said, uh, friendship with voting is canceled, or no, friendship with voting is ended. Now rioting is our only friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And apparently, if I would have done that, I wouldn't have gotten fucking banned <laughs> from Facebook. But I said voting is canceled, which. Uh, it is not canceled, apparently, and because I said or a thing that wasn't you? true, because I used an idiom or hyperbole, uh, I, I've now been banned for 30 days from Facebook. Thank you, vacation from Facebook. That'll uh, teach you. <laughs> voter suppression. I better not suppress the vote until I want the vote is canceled again. <laughs> Jesus God. fucking no, Christ. No humor allowed. There will be no humor on this website whatsoever. No, no modicum it, of fun could be had on Facebook. None. You can't fucking make a joke about anything because the algorithm is so stupid. You know, we keep talking about making a, you know, AI, AI technology, AI, you know, self-driving cars. Sorry, it's never going to fucking happen because computers are fucking idiots, right? Yep. They don't know what the fucking idiom is. They don't know what sarcasm is. They're never going to. They're never going to be able to fucking tell if someone's crossing the street because they're just going to run them over, Right. I got fucking banned on Facebook by the algorithm, not on Facebook, on Twitter, by the algorithm on Twitter for using the idiom, a hill to die on. I got banned for 30 <laughs> days once. So I remember that. Yeah. Like, fuck you. All of you, you know, Jack on Twitter and Zuckerberg on Facebook, like your fucking platform fucking stinks. Yep. James Mangold knows all about that, director of Logan, about uh, self-driving cars not being able to recognize... We, I think that, we yeah, about that the fucking horses. Episode, yeah. The goddamn horse. Like, you know, talk about a, a, a trope in modernism versus tradition. The, the idea of, like, you know, the, the horse being the vehicle of the, the patriot and the hero, 
being hunted down by helicopters or self-driving semi-trucks. Yeah. Go check out our old Logan review in the archives of uh, Movie Life. God, that movie. You watch that movie and it's like, there is no dystopia here. This is just this is just 2020. <laughs> this is just now. <laughs> this is, it was like three like, years too early, but uh, pr- pretty spot on. Yeah. We had like video billboards. That's the only thing that we, you know, mildly <laughs> fantasized <Yeah>. about being <laughs> in a, a future of like six months from now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... Obviously, we have a lot to talk about uh, today, uh, you know, e- even more than I thought we were going to have, because last night, fucking all hell broke loose uh, in Kenosha. Uh, so, you know, uh, since we've recorded, uh, there was the the murder, or well, I, I'm sorry, not murder, attempted murder of uh, Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He was, you know, being accosted by these police officers. I think they had been called for a dispute. And apparently he wasn't even the one involved in the dispute. He was just there to break up the fight. It was like a domestic dispute or whatever it was. Um, And he wouldn't... Right. Well, he he broke up... Apparently, I I read that he broke up a fight between two women. So, again, it's like the the guy who's there to de-escalate a conflict, police show up and go, Oh, you, we're going to pick on you. And then when he was just basically like, all right, fuck this, I'm out of here, and just walks to his car, walks away, police shoot him in the fucking back. They grab him by the back of his shirt, shoot him seven times in the back. Yeah. Seven fucking times. Not armed, not a threat, not facing them, point blank. I mean, just the, the fucking, the murderous intent in all of these fucking cops is just... Like, how how the fuck do you seriously, with a straight face, look at this and not say that these cops are fucking murdering fucking savages and animals? Like, they, there's no way you can look at this and not say, like, this is just who these people are, and this is the kind of fucking people that this job attracts, and obviously you know, we need to fucking do away with them. Like, how It's do you not, not every one of them. It's not every one of them. But, like, you watch, watch the two other cops, right? Like, one cop pulls his gun, right? on this guy as he starts to walk away before he gets anywhere near his car door one cop draws his gun and then the next one his partner draws his gun so it's like oh well if he's drawn his gun i have to too right and then the third one draws his gun so it's like the when when the the most aggressive one acts aggressively the other ones follow that they follow yeah. that behavior they mimic that behavior and the, the, there's only one that actually shoots him and the other one doesn't shoot him, but is, like, wildly pointing his gun around like he doesn't know what to do. He's like, oh, shit, what the fuck are we doing? It's like, well, uh, what you're doing is wondering why the fuck you're a cop right now, right? And you're pointing your gun around because you're afraid now because you realize that your partner just tried to commit a murder. And now everyone around you is going to want to kick your fucking ass for that yeah. behavior. Yeah. Right? So you see, it's like, yes, it is. There are the ones that are the most homic- homicidal. Right. And, you know, and there's, you know, cops are like, oh, well, it's not fair that I'm being judged by the behavior of a select few violent officers. Like, oh, really? So so basically what you're saying is you don't want to be profiled for the behavior <laughs> yeah, of a select right. few other cops. Right. But still, you'll defend that other cop on the scene who just tried to murder somebody. Yeah. And not immediately put the gun at his the back of his head and fucking arrest him for trying to murder this guy who was literally unarmed and walking away from you, you know, with his back to you like that. If you, if you want to, if you want this narrative of like, Oh, well not all cops and there are good cops, then fucking prove you're a good cop by trying to fucking apprehend your colleague who just tried to murder somebody for no fucking reason. You fucking clearly saw it. 
So it's it, there aren't it, that's which is why the whole you know a cab all cops are bastards exists. It's because like yeah sure not all of them are animals, but the ones who aren't trying to murder people are complicit and enabling their fucking buddies who <clears throat> do try to murder people. So absolutely, I, you know it, it's fucking and, six and a half dozen. It's the Democrats course. and Republicans. Of course, you get these these people online, you know the the you know no avatar account, first name, serial code, handle right with like 10 followers saying well they he should have just complied with what the cops said and he'd be you know they wouldn't gotten shot they literally you know they said oh he was opening the door of a car he could have been going for a gun it's like uh the people who were already pointing guns at him at the back of his head from a foot away were pointing their guns at him well before he was anywhere near the car door right the only thing he reached for was the car door where his three children were sitting inside of. Oh, he was not reaching Christ. for any gun. He just wanted to leave, which was his right, as he had not committed a crime. He was yep. not being detained. He was not under arrest. He was free to leave at any time, and they tried to murder him for the simple act of walking away. If you want to tell me those cops feared for their lives from a man walking away from them, you're a fucking liar. Yep, and now he can never walk again because he's paralyzed below the waist. They, uh, his father uh, told the media yesterday. So, you know, great, great fucking job. But yet still, fucking right-wingers will defend him and, like, show up to fucking, you know, protect these people, these fucking maniacs. And, like, you know, of course, this set off another round of, of riots last night in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where this happened. Uh, and at those fucking riots... A bunch of, you know, right-wing fucking, you know, Nazi goons showed up, like the Boogaloo Boys and all these other kind of right-wing groups and militias. And That's a real these... name of a group. That's not... Yeah, no, that's that's the name. <laughs> that wasn't my, my weird slang for them. No, that's literally... They, they call themselves the Boogaloo Boys, because... Yeah. Which is <laughs> um, like, like a black form of music, so, like, why would they pick that? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's some like racist fucking you know joke to the whatever. Who knows? Right. Um. They're not very creative people. But it, so among them was this kid. Um. Who, I don't want to fuck up his name. Kyle Rittenhouse, seventeen-year-old kid, fucking uh, drove there from uh Il- from Illinois, so cross state lines with a uh, with an assault weapon. I'm not sure which. I'm not sure they, they identified are it. Yet. Wasn't of yes. course okay. Yeah, of course. Um, which, by the way, I don't know. I, you know, we talked a little bit about this off air. I, I, you know, I know gun laws are pretty fucking loose in most states in this country, but I can't imagine any state would sell an AR-15 to a seventeen-year-old legally. So he had to have. But, but who knows? I Maybe. Mean, I mean, I, it's. This it is seems a like his mom's a fucking fascist too, though. So she definitely where, could have bought it for him. Like you can, you can like go to a gun range and shoot a gun when you're 13, but like, uh, you know, can't buy alcohol till you're 21. Like, there's yep. fucking laws like that in states. It makes no fucking sense. So well, yeah, you I, can buy I, like like shotguns when you're like 16 or 14 in some like southern states, but. I gotta imagine there's a little bit more of a fucking fucking law for, like, a long gun like that. There's probably still states you can marry your 13-year-old cousin if you're, like, get get a written affidavit from your parents, you know? There's a whole show about that on TLC, yeah, they're 100% are. Um, So (laughs) I I didn't know anything about this shooting because I was out all night drinking on the South Side, as I mentioned before. Uh, You sent me the picture of this kid with his mom, and I was like, what am I looking at here? 
and you explain what it was, and I'm like, it looks like a lesbian couple. Like, it looks oh, yeah, like a fucking, he... like a little portly, chubby, <laughs> lesbian couple. And you're like, no, that's that's the seven-year-old boy who uh, is dressed as a cop, which kind of like, you know, sort There's of also... com- completed the, the, the image. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it had like a little like a Blue Lives Matter heart flag symbol on it like uh, yeah just so clearly his mother you know raised him to be a chud his whole life like he was there's pictures of him also dressed as a cop as a 14 year old shopping with a cop they did some like shop with a cop event at his local target so it's a picture of him in target with a fucking cop you know like yeah who who fucking knows with a cop what are you shopping for handcuffs (laughs) zip ties like what do you what plausible deniability? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so there's there's a, a, a lawyer appointed by your union, <laughs> right? Um, so and you know and I'm just and this is a speculation on my part, but like people found his mother's Facebook and she says she's widowed, and there's a lot of pit, like you know blue lives matter shit. I'm not sure if like maybe his father was a cop and that's why he's such a little fucking cop worshiper. Who knows? But. Needless to say, this kid's a fucking little chud. He posts all, like, really racist, misogynistic, white supremacist shit all over his social media accounts, which are now private, of course. Um, And he went there, and there's tons of video of him prior to the shooting, you know, just people documenting what's happening on the ground. And, like, people like, hey, who are you guys here with? And he's like, oh, yeah, we're just here to protect property. And, you know, like, he he, he just, the typical right-wing fucking lines about, like, protecting property all this stupid bullshit of like you know it's just these people want an excuse to be fucking chris kyle to go and shoot looters like that's what they fucking want is to go and a ton of people are straight up about that and post shit like that on social media but some of them lie to themselves and say oh no we're just trying to protect property exactly it's it's the mccloskeys you know this this exactly something year old couple who uh, just saw black people marching past their house, not to their house, but just past their house to go actually to the governor's house, which was down the road. And they came out on their lawn and started pointing guns at the crowd. And then they get rewarded for that uh, felony that they committed, which they're now being charged for, uh, felony indictment. Um they they get invited to go speak at the RNC convention, which is happening yep. this week. Which, as our uh, we'll talk about later, uh, but yeah. our our often uh, guest host Jules mentioned was, uh, you know, this is the this the RNC got to have two conventions. They had their first convention last week, <laughs> and then this week they get to have their SNL parody version of their convention. <laughs> so yeah, I watched but, the first night of it <coughs> with the McCloskeys got to talk and well, let's, I, yeah you want to save it for oh, i was gonna save it we'll, we'll do we'll do both conventions later but before we before we wrap up the uh the the stuff about about kenosha I, just a couple other things about you know what happened so you know there's him on video there's also video of the uh cops giving him and other you know right-wing uh militia guys like waters and saying things like, "Oh, we really appreciate you being here" and shit like that. Like on video, the, this guy who later shot and killed two people, shot three people, killed two people, um, saying things like, "Oh, we really appreciate you being here." There's also a video of this group 
uh, telling some of the Black Lives Matter protesters that, uh, oh, yeah, well, now, you know, the cops uh, actually pushed you guys to us so that we could take care of you. Or, you know, basically what happened was they were all gathered in a park protesting and the cops doing their usual, you know, thing that they they formed the fucking line and then they, you know, kind of like herded the protesters out of the park into this little area where all these right wing militia guys were fucking uh, congregated. And that's where all all this conflict went down because, you know, the, the two groups got together and started, you know, like jawing back and forth. And this kid, you know, this uh, uh, Kyle kid, uh, you know, some people tried to disarm him because he looked really fucking erratic, but they weren't like shooting at him or throwing things at him. They were trying to take his gun away. So he fucking shot, you know, one of the kids and then started shot one guy in the fucking face, started running away. So people obviously were chasing him down because he's a fucking murderer. And then he shot two more people. Uh, So that and it's on video. There's videos. Hey. You know, from my cold, dead hands, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know. Um, luckily, he's being charged with first-degree murder, but I also do worry that the reason they're charging him with first-degree murder is that that's the hardest to prove because you have to prove uh, prior intent. Which, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. It exists for, you know, he went there with a fucking uh, a gun and, you know, obviously traveled across state lines just to go to this protest, but... I mean, the police say if you show up to a protest with a shield, that's prior intent. Sure. A shield. You know they're going to try to throw this case for him. There's no fucking way that they can't go to court and say that a guy showed up to a protest with an AR-15 didn't have prior intent to use it. There's no no, fucking way. And I I know what you're saying. Like, of course, a DA is going to try to throw the case, right? They're going to try to say, oh, well, you can't prove he meant to do anything beforehand. Right, but if you were a competent person concerned with justice, you would know how to try that fucking case. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's just you know who fucking knows what the you know the, the way the court systems are set up. I'm sure this can, and of course, this kid's already a fucking hero to the chuds online. They're starting up, you know, legal defense funds for him, and you know, I, the, the real the real trick is going to be to see what like Trump and like the actual electeds have to say about him because. I don't like as 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 psychotic as they are. I can't imagine that they'd be like super, you know, like oh well, he's just defending him. Like I'm sure why some of they? them will, but why wouldn't they? They invited them fucking McClaskeys, this fucking lawyer this, couple. They're wealthy. True. They're white, and they illegally pointed guns at people that were peacefully protesting, marching down the street. And threaten their lives. Threaten to murder them. When you point a gun at someone, you're threatening to murder them. Right? That, that's, that is an attempt. Yeah. Right? So why, why would fascists stop it, it, you know, making this kid the net? I mean, who knows? He's, they said that he has no bond, right? Like, there's no bail he can post to, to get yeah, out, I right? Yeah, so, yeah. But, like, they'll, they'll, if you're Trump... Why wouldn't you think like, hey, can we can we call up the you know the the county jail and try to get this kid on a teleconference by by Thursday for the last day of the RNC? Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't oh you do God. that? They probably will. The kid's do a that. hero. God damn. He took on Black Lives Matter terrorists with his gun. What's more American than that? Yeah, I, I, you know, now that you say that, that's probably going to be the plan. Well, he's right t- today. He's been tweeting about Wisconsin. He didn't mention, I don't think, yet. And you know, as of 
3 o'clock p.m. He hasn't yet mentioned it. But he was tweeting about, uh, you know, the the, the the crazy thugs in, in Kenosha, and he won't stand for the this violence, and he's, send, he's sending in his the federal, the fucking goon squad that he, you know, had deployed already to <clears throat> Portland and all these other places. So... Uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but he's clearly not being, yeah, I mean, you know, not doing anything to, to, to diffuse tensions, but, you know, suffice to say, uh, just, you know, and, and again, it's just like, it, just nothing's going to fucking happen like this. Maybe this kid gets charged. Maybe he probably will get off. Uh, we still don't know who fucking shot Jacob Blake. They won't release the name of the officers. Uh, the officer who shot him, uh, and I guess nobody's been able to identify because the video is not. It, it, it's a good video of what happened, but it's not close enough to really make a good ID. Of I, the I read who the name was. Somebody figured out who it was. I haven't seen it Did widely they? circulated. Okay. I I don't remember what it is though. I just remember seeing a name. It it might not have been the right name, and maybe that's it, why it was harder to yeah it's harder. But uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously they don't want to release that information because. They don't want people showing up to that cop's battered wife's house to protest, right? So <laughs> they try to try to fucking keep that shit undercover. Uh, yeah, but it, again, it's it's like you know, it, it'll just happen tomorrow, and it's going to happen the day after tomorrow, and the day after the day after tomorrow. It's it's going to keep happening, right? And yeah. you got people like Kamala Harris who oppose body cameras. Yeah, and support the death penalty, and Joe right? Biden. I had a who, bunch of notes about about you know some Kamala Harris stuff that we're gonna we're gonna skip that for now and talk about it more in depth on another day. But you know this is this is the you know you 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 if this sickens you and you want to get rid of Trump, right? And you want to replace it with Joe Biden, crime bill Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris death penalty. Kamala Harris wants to jail people for their kids being truant to school, right? Like, again, I keep saying this. What the fuck are you actually opposed to Trump for if you support people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Yeah, because he makes him feel icky. I mean, Joe Biden, again, this fucking week, talked about giving more money to the cops. He doesn't want to defund the police. He doesn't want to do fucking anything. Like, it. what? What? what is the... Like, I, I, I'm fucking begging... These fucking idiots who keep telling us about how we're, you know, supporting Trump because we talk shit about Biden or because we won't support Biden. Just, just explain to me what the fuck does it matter if they're going to do the same shit? The fucking DNC, as we uh, joked about and alluded to, was the fucking Republican National Convention from 1996. Like, more people, fu more fucking Republicans, actual registered Republicans, spoke at the DNC this year than fucking any kind of remotely activist leaning democrats like i they gave aoc who you know we we is is better than most democrats even though I, we've had our issues with her uh 60 seconds to fucking speak uh yet fucking um john Kasich gets a prime speaking spot uh what's the fucking uh michael Steele, former republican a chair of the republican party is getting a speaking spot like what? Uh, if they could have Ronald Reagan speak at the DNC, they would come. They would literally come. Democrats would fucking come if they could have Ronald Reagan. They are obsessed with this idea of convincing Republicans that they're the the rational moral 
side, right? So every time there's a Republican that says, I'm, I'm opposed to Trump now, they're like, that's a victory. Every time you try to have a socialist say, like, hey, maybe you should appeal to the working class left, they're like, nope, we don't like you. We don't like you. Yep. Rob Emanuel. Rom fucking Emanuel, who had to <clears throat> resign from being a mayor, not run for re-election of mayor of Chicago, where I live, because it turned out he tried to cover up a murder, was interviewed this week, and the, the uh, interview was covered in an article on CNBC.com. The title was partially a quote from him. The title, this will be the year of the Biden Republican, Rahm Emanuel says. Unreal. This will be the year of the Biden Republican. So they're not even pretending this is about opposing Trump anymore. They're just saying this is the year that Democrats finally admit that they just want to be Republicans. Well, you know, and yeah, sorry. Real quick, real quick. This idea that they're going to win by appealing to Republicans or right leaning independents. Uh, and then beat a far-right Republican, is how they always fucking lose. It's how they lost in 2016. It's how they, you know, have lost for the last 40 years. Well, Obama, for all of his faults, originally won by pretending to be a progressive candidate, right? mm -hmm. And he, of course, wasn't. But he at least knew, was smart enough to know to run on that was the way to win. So... The idea is like let's let's uh, you know give the middle finger to the base of the party, the working class left, by appealing to you know center right right wing Republicans in the hopes of picking up some votes in the swing states. Who are those right leaning independents going to vote for between a Republican light candidate and Donald Trump? Yeah, well they're going to vote for Donald Trump. And I actually every fucking time have some numbers. And this is backed up because yeah we got the we got the numbers right here. Uh, Waleed, uh, Waleed Lashid here is his tweet. Interesting dynamic in the latest CBS poll. Only 5% of Republicans say they're voting for Joe Biden. Right now, that's lower than the 8% of Republicans who voted for Obama in 2008, 6% of Republicans who voted for Obama in 2012, and the 7% of Republicans who voted for Hillary Clinton. So if you think this is the fucking year of the Biden Republican, Rob Manuel, you are fucking wrong. There's actually an even worse number from that, and somebody did some, you know... Uh, research on this from the previous cbs poll previous cbs poll cbs poll like a week before the convention had trump up i think six points with independence on biden after the convention so post-convention poll donald trump 47 percent with independence joe biden 37 percent with independence joe biden lost support among independents after that convention uh, because surprise, surprise, it was a fucking Republican convention. Anyone moderately left-leaning was like, fuck this. Why am I even going to bother? I'm just not going to vote, which is why Not Sure and someone else third party has almost 16% between the two of them. Um, so it's, I mean, yeah. it's just, we're going to make the same mistake forever, right? This is, you know, I talked I talk to people who... You know that Biden wasn't their first choice, but now that Kamala's on, they're like, "Oh, it's the perfect ticket. What could go wrong?" And there was this article last week uh, that, that quoted Obama. I don't remember when he made the quote, but uh, it, Obama basically said, "Never underestimate, never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to fuck it up." 
<laughs> like, or <laughs> just, just to fuck up. Like, he will fuck this up somehow. And we're already seeing it. We're already seeing it. Uh, Rahm Emanuel's advice for, for Joe Biden was say no to Green New Deal, say no to Medicare for all. That's his winning strategy, Rahm Emanuel thinks. When 88% of Democrat, uh, Democrats want Medicare for all, and like nationally it's about like 68%-ish want Medicare for all, and you're telling people, no, we're not going to do the popular thing that would get more votes, we're going to say no to you. No, you can't go to the doctor. No, we don't care about climate change. At a time where there's literally hundreds of wildfires, two of the largest wildfires in, in U.S. history are happening right now. Right now. There's three hurricanes approaching the continent. Joe Biden, Rahm Emanuel will say no to Green New Deal. Yep. Yep. And I just, re- re- real quick, just to give everyone further fucking agita, um, so they just did a battleground states poll, right? Uh, I just want to read out some of these numbers. Uh, Arizona, Biden 49%, Trump 47%. Florida, Biden 49%, Trump 46%. Michigan, Biden 50%, Trump 44%. North Carolina, Biden 48%, Trump 47%. Pennsylvania, Biden 49%, Trump 46 Wisconsin, Biden 49%, Trump 44 All of those numbers on the exact same day in 2016, August 24th, 2016, uh, Hillary was leading by three or four points more in all of those states than Joe Biden is right now. So they're going to fucking blow this again. (laughs) It's it's done. It's It's fucking done. I mean, they fucking blew it already. they, They blew it. And if they wanted to win, they would have elevated Bernie Sanders, the guy that we all fucking no would have won and then they all said oh but they're gonna call bernie a communist they called joe biden a marxist and a communist at least two dozen times in the just the first night of the rnc convention and i keep saying this if they're gonna fucking call you a socialist like it's a slur why not actually do it and get the votes from all the people that would support you for supporting democracy in the workplace, actually supporting unions, actually supporting living wages, supporting the Green New Deal, supporting Medicare for all. Be a fucking socialist if they're going to fucking call you that. Are you trying to tell me that the guy who won 13 of 16 states with independence, like he won 13 out of 16 states with independence, you know, in terms of of, uh, voting when he was actually in the primaries, he would have done a little bit better than Joe Biden is right now? Are you trying to tell me that? The guy that could walk onto Fox News, uh, uh, you know, town hall, and convince every single person in the room that coal mining needed to go away and that we would have, like, a a just transition to clean energy that would provide jobs for for rural workers in West Virginia. Oh, fuck that guy. I'm not going to support that. I want Joe Biden. Yeah. And, and, you know, look, the fucking DNC was pathetic and insulting and... I was never going to vote for Joe Biden to begin with. Uh, I, you know, number one, I live in a safe state, so it wouldn't matter. But I, I wouldn't vote for him if I was in a battleground state. Uh, that so strongly hardened my convictions to not Joe, vote for Joe Biden. I mean, fucking John Kasich literally said, "Don't worry, Biden won't go far too far left" in his fucking convention speech. Like that's that's the kind of content they chose to elevate 
over even pr- fucking lying to the left wing of the party and saying like, oh, don't worry. You, you, that, that, that whole, oh, Joe Biden's going to be the most progressive president since FDR, that disappeared real fucking quick, that talking point. Uh, Joe Biden was always the fucking right wing voice. Well, well <laughs> one of the right wing voices in uh, the Obama administration. But he was always there, you know, to pull it back to the right. It's who he is. It's not that he is bought off. He he genuinely is a fucking conservative. If you watch his speeches when he's a younger, you know, congressman, when he's when he's a rep uh, and then a senator, he's a fucking lunatic. Like you see him talking about the crime bill on the floor of the house, like he's not it's not that he's like trying to do his job. He's genuinely a fucking maniac who wants to lock up as many black people as he can. That's the same fucking guy. What do you think he got more progressive or leftist in his old age? No, like he's fucking more set in his convictions. He's just better at shutting up about it now. Like he's not any better, any, you know, I mean, you see how he once again, uh, it turns out like his, his DNC uh, convention speech was partially plagiarized. Yeah, from himself. Yeah. (laughs) Like he can't even, you know, you know, we're going back to when he said that, you know, American culture and values come from Europe, not Africa. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, there's so many things what, in this what? cycle alone that he said that were like, oh, God, just just, you know, just unreal, unreal. Right. That and if you're if you're lines. like a straight up racist voter, you know, like this little fucking uh, cop wannabe uh, from Illinois that just committed murder in Wisconsin or or the McCloskey's fucking who you're gonna you want the most racist candidate right you're gonna vote for Donald Trump not Joe Biden so if you think that the way to beat Trump is to imitate Trump but still pretend you're you know you know blue MAGA Democrat you're gonna lose the way you beat fascism is by actually opposing it not mimicking it Okay, so everyone listening to this that thinks thinks that Joe Biden has this in the bag and that people are fed up with Trump enough to vote him out of office, it's not going to fucking happen. It's just not going to happen. People aren't fed up with Trump. They love him. It's just that you don't know any of those people or you think you don't know those people or you don't spend enough time talking to people that are overtly racist instead of covertly racist. Yeah. Just because those people are scum and you would never associate with them doesn't mean there aren't fucking tens of millions of them in this country, if not hundreds of millions of them. Like, it, 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 it it's this. It, it, people are so fucking insulated from shit like that, and it's just gonna be. I, I just, I can't fucking. It, November third is gonna be. I, the the amount of people are gonna be like, I could never have seen this coming is gonna be. Uh, Staggering because we all saw this fucking coming, and we're, I'm telling you right now, I, Trump's gonna win. Like I, I, unless something drastically changes, regardless of how shitty of a job he's done, regardless of how unpopular he is, and regardless of how badly he fucked up the COVID response, the Democrats are just the, the perpetual fucking Washington generals. They're trying their best to fucking blow this, and I think they're gonna do it. I think they're gonna succeed in blowing this because. They're just, they're shooting themselves in the fucking foot constantly. Like, I, I just don't they're shooting understand. shooting themselves in the face. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's just, it, what was the advantage of picking Kamala Harris? 
none. She didn't make it past. Well, she is December. from the battleground state of California, so you know there is that. Right. <laughs> Obviously. Right. <laughs> yeah. I that- mean, somebody. Somebody had a great tweet uh, this week. It said, uh, Kamala Harris is polling well with people who would call the cops on black people for no reason, but would also brag about having black people in their book club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, well, that's the to vote you want to get. Well, to a T. I mean, and again, this is the fucking insulated bubble. Bleh, insulated bubble. Easy for me to say. Liberals live in. I saw another poll that fucking, I think, CNN put out of battleground state suburbs. Like, that's some fucking metric that is actually going to matter in it, a, a fucking single, you know, iota when it comes to election time. The battleground state suburbs. You know how many fucking people live in a city versus how many people live in the suburbs? Like, it's just so There's fucking... There's a lot of people... I mean, the suburbs are always going to go to whoever is the most racist person. And this is something I wanted to touch on uh, because... When I watched the, the RNC on Monday night, the, the McClaskies, the gun-wielding people uh, defending their property. Gun and croc wielding. Their single, fam- their single family mansion from an uh, angry mob that uh, ha- had no interest in them until they started pointing guns at them. Um, they brought up something that I, I have a lot of knowledge about, but am very interested in it becoming a, a national uh, platform mm. issue of the RNC all of a sudden. I mean, it always kind of has been, but they, they mentioned that, you know, part of what they were doing was defending their, their home from an angry mob, is what they say, even though the quote-unquote mob of people had no interest in them. They were just walking by. It's a public fucking street, right? They didn't step on their property. They were in the public right-of-way. But these two rich white people wanted to pretend as though their property was under attack, Their single-family home was under attack. And they mentioned that one of the things Donald Trump is going to do is defend single-family zoning, right? Zoning, in urban planning speak, is what is allowed or not allowed to be built in any kind of city or suburb, anywhere, really. There are certain things you can and can't build. And... One of the things that has been done since the civil rights era and since we got rid of redlining was to enforce zoning laws that have uh, basically predicated and uh, continued practices of segregation, right? So if you have a part of a city that's zoned only for single-family homes, who can afford to buy a home? Is it going to be poor black people and brown people or rich white people? Right. If you're if you basically single family zoning, when they said that, you know, Joe Biden's going to ban single family zoning. Well, there is no such thing as a ban on single family zoning. What there is is a ban on multi family zoning, things like duplexes, triplexes, two flats, three flats, large apartment buildings, density, the, the kind of housing that most people who have to rent depend on. Right. And if you don't have that kind of housing, you have to move away. And people that are making 10, 12 bucks an hour, they can't afford single family zoning. They can't afford to buy a house. They're never going to be able to. Right. So you, there is also a class dynamic to this. Right. When 
you know, the McClaskeys and Donald Trump say, we're going to we're going to defend single family zoning. What they're saying is we want to make sure to, that, you know, no black person can afford to live anywhere close to you. Yeah, that is a racist dog whistle. That is exactly what they're saying. We know you don't want poor people and black people living close to you. So we're going to defend single family zoning, which is, in effect, a ban on apartments. And when there's less apartments, rent goes up. <laughs> That's just, I mean, it's, it's not a, a, you know, exact supply and demand thing, but they, you know, they base it off speculation. If they're getting 15 calls a day on an apartment, they know that's a hard, hot apartment, and they're going to jack that price up even higher, right? They speculate that. It's it's all based on the future profit they think they're going to make, right? Yeah. So, you know, again, uh, I, I think that there, the speculation in the market is the real problem, but, like, we do need to get rid of single-family zoning because single-family zoning, again, is a ban on people that like low wages being able to afford a home they can't live there and i love that they just like completely came out and said that at the rnc convention to completely just admit that like they are opposed to you know poor people black and brown people being able to live near them they're just flat out saying they support segregation with that shit well so Trump and uh, a couple weeks ago on August 12th actually tweeted out uh, here I pulled the tweet up here the quote unquote suburban housewife will be voting for me they want safety and are thrilled that I ended the long running program where low income housing would invade their invade their neighborhood Biden would reinstall exactly. it in a bigger form with Cory Booker in charge which you know no bearing whatsoever just hey you know who's a black guy I know Cory Booker I'm sure he'd be put in charge of housing because that's how he fucking thinks he put you know what right. uh, what's his fuck, have you, sleepy Ben Carson have you seen the HBO series show me your hero oh yeah it's Oscar fucking Isaac. great uh, oh so great it's it's about this uh, my relatives live mayor in Yonkers, of actually. Yonkers New York who uh, basically got elected mayor running against public housing and then once he was mayor he kind of flipped and then was a big advocate for public housing and it just shows like all the racists in that city that uh, were opposed to public housing yep that was federally mandated right and not to spoil anything i mean this is this public information it's a true story <laughs> yeah. but like the, the the stress of all of it gets him to the point where he commits suicide yeah uh actually which is pretty fucked up but oscar isaac does a great job um you know very very much like hints of the wire as far as like the you know kind of corruption yeah uh the jim belushi is actually really good in this too uh as like the former mayor that he he uh runs against mm -hmm. like I, I i never thought i would ever say like jim belushi was good in something yeah. but he was yeah. uh but yeah just uh i forget the uh, the woman who plays like the really racist karen in the movie but what's her name from being john malkovich um not Catherine. Keener. Catherine keener keener yeah keener keener there we go yeah uh yeah does a really good job of portraying somebody who is the a very very racist karen who makes you really understand like why these people, these homeowners are so fucking racist, like what their mentality really is. Uh, and it doesn't really humanize it, but you, you really see what it like, what their thought process is when they hate somebody they don't know. Yeah. 
yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, that, I, yeah, that's very much. Uh, I would recommend that to people. That's on uh, HBO. Really good miniseries, and like I said, Show Me a Hero. Show Me a Hero again, is the name of that series. My and I, most of my like my father's side of the family lives in and had lived in Yonkers their whole lives. So that it was just it was wild to me because they actually shot it in Yonkers. So it's it's just seeing a lot of shit that I recognize in that series. I I didn't know the story, of course, because yeah. nobody. Uh, shameful things that white people do. You typically don't ever get taught to you until you know you're told them by by people who are actually trying to you know shame those people. Um, but fucking great, yeah, great miniseries and crazy story. Um, but yeah, so well, and I love it real quick. Mm-hmm. I, just, I love the title because it's kind of like at the end of it, you're like, you think that the the the, the title implies that like Oscar Isaac's going to be a hero, you know, show me a hero, and like he rises to become this hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he doesn't like. They really show how like craven and selfish and corrupt everybody is. Yeah, he's never. And doing at the end it of it, you're like altruistic reasons. Right, you're like, yeah, no shit. Show me a fucking hero because none mm-hmm. of these people were. <laughs> like, they all struggled to kind of do the right thing, but they're still human beings and they're still corrupt politicians. So it's kind of like, you know, the like you. They show the people who need this housing, desperately need this this housing they can afford. They need a hero. Show me a fucking hero for these people because none of these people were a hero for them. Yeah. Um, so I love I love that the title is kind of like a, a question mark that you have at the end of the series. When I, and I I also really love and it sounds weird when I say oh I love depictions of racism not in the but no I I really appreciate that shows go out of their way when shows go out of their way to depict the actual race racism that exists not in the South and not in the fifties and the sixties like I because because that's just the stereotype everyone's mind goes to are, you know, a fucking lunch counter in Birmingham or things things of that nature. And it's like, no, you know, fucking North is super fucking racist, too. And it didn't just happen in the 50s and 60s. It's all the way up until mm-hmm. today. I mean, there's some insanely racist laws still in a ton of states and a ton of, you know, municipalities. Um, you know, we talked about uh, off air, obviously, uh, that new HBO show, Lovecraft Country. Uh, yeah, and it's it, it's it's really fucking good, and we won't go into detail on it. We might eventually, you know, review it at the end of the series, but it it depicts uh, racism in the fifties and sixties, but not just in the South, but in you know the Northeast, in places like Massachusetts, where uh, people, uh, you know, the cops are still super fucking racist, and uh, you know the whole concept of sundown towns, where basically. Uh, you know, it was just a way to say, like, hey, if you're black, don't be caught in this town after sundown or we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll murder you. Basically, we'll lynch you. You know, basically they try we'll to lynch you. Yeah. Pass it off as a law. But where, it, it, like, where the fuck are you supposed to go? Yeah. What? It's just literally like, you know, we, we put on this this facade of not being segregated. But literally, if it, the sun goes down and you're still here, we will murder you. Yeah. That kind of racism yeah Yeah. i I mean the first two episodes i've watched i've definitely been intrigued by it i don't know you know it's it's definitely not on par with say like hbo's Watchmen, but i i you know i i kind of hope that it it picks up a little bit because i would like to review the series as a whole yeah uh at some point um it's certainly it's certainly trying to to tap into similar veins as Watchmen did you know like it's just sure and i appreciate the um the kind of use of like the the found audio as opposed to just like scoring everything with a song or you know like a you know like dropping in some like 
50 song they actually put you know like james ball like a speech to james baldwin or well from his debate with uh oh yeah whitey's on the moon that was really oh yeah and the really interesting juxtaposition uh, yeah uh, slam poetry whatever uh and in the pilot the all the the scenes that were recreations of photographs by gordon parks yeah yeah that was was one of my favorite documentary photographers and also directed the movie shaft and also uh was it like a piano composer like a complete you know, like, what's that word when you're good at everything? Uh, polymath or... Uh, there you yeah. go. Gordon Parks, amazing black artist. Uh, just, I, I saw, that I got to see good. a retrospective exhibit of all of his work at the Detroit Institute of Art one time. Mm-hmm. Blew me away. The guy was just, like, maybe one of the most talented black photographers I've ever seen before. But uh, amazing how they recreated a bunch of his still photos as scenes in that that first episode instantly recognizable and it's you know it, it's interesting because it's it, misha green who who is the showrunner she was the showrunner for uh, underground which was like a wg a gn series which was actually really good i watched a, a couple episodes of it not a show a lot of people saw because it was on wgn which is like a chicago regional but sort of national channel um yeah and uh she, but you could tell she knows what the fuck she's doing. Like, she's a good writer. And I appreciate the fact that, like, I, I think we briefly talked about H.P. Lovecraft on the show before. But, you know, one of the basically the founding fathers of, of modern horror and basically more or less the creator of cosmic horror, which is just like, you know, uh, d- dimensional horror, space horror, like a lot of different things kind of, you know, uh, balled into one. What's that Sam Neill movie? Event Horizon, well, Event Horizon, super cosmic. I mean, you know, is that that that's cosmic? Horror? That's cosmic horror. I mean, Annihilation yeah. uh, is is very indebted oh, to to HP Lovecraft. Movie, it's so hard for me to get scared by horror movies. Annihilation scares me, scares the shit out of me every single time I watch mm-hmm. it. There's there's like some like form of existential dread that's that that film taps into perfectly in a way that it's just like I can't stand it, and I and I love that. Uh, about that film that it, it just bothers me so much it because it's, it's like it's you, it's jump, alien jump it's scares like don't... queer to you like you know queer in the sense like like just off to you like it's yeah and that's it, it doesn't matter how many times i watch it it still does the same yeah. thing which is so hard to do with a horror movie because it's like well once you know where the jump scare is it's not scary anymore right so like so many horror movies like it gets you once and then never again and that's annihilation yeah. man just oh and that and that's like <laughs> the uh, you know, th- that was the best example, I think, of, like, capturing the Lovecraftian style of horror, where it's just this, these other dimensional, like, un- unfathomable, like, creatures and, like, thing- like just yeah. total alien. So, it's, it's fucking the, the bear with the rotted face oh, that can, dude. like, say, like, talk like that people. It's just like, oh, God, oh, God, me why the first is that time so that fucked up? He popped up and, oh, my God. Um, <sighs> so... Yes, yeah, super good. But so, and H.P. Lovecraft, you know, great fucking uh, stories and great writer. Huge fucking racist. This guy, and he was writing about this stuff in like the 20s, I think was like his kind of heyday. Um, like, like super, super racist. Like, I can't even describe how, like, wrote, a, I, you know, what his cat, named, <laughs> his cat was basically named the N-word. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's really racist, really. And I, I think that actually lended to a lot of his fear of the unknown. Why and would fear you have a cat if you hated it so much that you would like name your cat a racial? It was, slur? you know, like, it wasn't even hate. It was hate for sure. But he was, he's very fearful. Like you could tell, he's super fearful of the other, and that actually helped him. I think create his nightmarish, you know, world that he created. But so I, a lot of like black horror fans 
for decades have loved his work but had to wrestle with the fact that he's this horrible, insanely racist guy, which is why in the first episode when uh, Atticus, who's the lead main character, uh, is on the bus and there's this older black woman, sees him reading a book, and it's John Carter of Mars. She starts asking him about it, and he goes into detail about, like, because he clearly is a huge sci-fi fan and loves these stories, but, like, John right. Carter of Mars is about a Confederate general who goes through, like, a time portal or, like, a, a dimensional portal and ends up on Mars in the middle of this, like, civil war and, like, all this... Yeah, so he, he, the 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 show grapples with things like that, and there's the other extra me, meta element of the book actually being written by a white guy, this guy Matt Ruff, who wrote Lovecraft Country, and now the show is being written and showrun by Misha Green, who's a black woman. It's almost like kind of cyclical. It's nice that it's kind of like you know, it, it's once again reclaiming the 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 greatness of this fiction from the you know maybe like the less than great roots of it so i, I really appreciate that element of it and it hopefully it kind of right. pulls itself together narratively but I, I i really like the performances too so far of uh, well i mean it's certainly building uh, they, they've done a ton of storytelling in oh, a short yeah. amount of time already it's almost like the end of the second episode i'm like that could have been the whole season like, like i feel the, like i watched the, a whole the, season that house right. and like the the driving to art uh, yeah yeah like you fucking you almost they ch- <laughs> so i mean seeing the giant mansion collapse i mean it's not really a spoiler because it's episode two so like it, they churn they churn through fucking story put it that way that that you know they they churn yeah, through story yeah. uh with impunity i just but. love seeing like wealth destroyed <laughs> you know like seeing that giant brick mansion mm-hmm. collapse that castle collapse yeah. gave me like the same a bit of like satisfaction as the end of knives out I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Wait, wait, wait. Don't tell me. I didn't see it. I still want to see it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You got to go watch will, Knives Out tonight I because I, uh, you know, it, it's. Yeah. The same ending is that. The same satisfaction as that it, ending. <laughs> just say that. Right. It's just, it's, it's such a, like, because you don't. You don't get like a that many great actors in one movie for like a whodunit clue type sort of uh, satirical comedy. And fucking James Bond just like blows it away. Everyone, everyone is good in this, mm-hmm. but to see uh, uh, what's his fucking name, Dan- Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig yep. playing like a deep Southern accent detective, <laughs> is so fucking funny to me for some reason. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> it's watch just, that. It's such a joy to watch. Uh, and yeah, again, a movie with like a, a very uh, smart lens on the class politics going on in this country right now. Yeah, Ryan Johnson, fucking great writer. You know, I, we, I talked him up when we did our last Jedi review, and, and obviously the Rise of Skywalker. He knows, knows you know, what he's fucking doing, for, for sure. Right? Just let him do the class commentary that he's bent to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so for sure, I, I would recommend people check that out. It's, it's interesting, and it's got horror and sci-fi and, like, fantasy and... And obviously, like history and and racial politics, I just think it's an interesting blend, and it's it'll be an interesting thing to see if they can kind of keep all the plates in the air till the end of the ten episode series. Um, and it gets pretty fucking bonkers from what I remember in the book. So yeah, go check that out. Um, right? It, yeah, it's it's just again like I I know we've been starred for for film and media content during quarantine, but like they're they're still shooting stuff. Like, I, I thought they weren't going to shoot anything. Well, they didn't like, for, like, a couple months. Hulk. Now they've figured out a way to do it safely, yeah. more or less. Well, they've got, like, I went to a bar, and, you know, it's like most of the bars are 
only doing outdoor seating or seating like just next to like a huge open garage door window yeah. type thing, right? Uh, I, I was actually I was drinking, like I said, on the south side of Chicago last night, and they cleared out like a section of the parking lot in the back of the bar, and had like tents and tables and chairs and everything, and it was like, you know, like I've been on the south side, but I I'd never like been out late at night, let alone drinking at a bar on the south side, and. You know, when you hear headlines like, oh, there was 27 shootings in Chicago on one night, like that's almost certainly on the south side. And, you know, I've lived in Detroit where it's 85 percent black, so I'm not like unaccustomed to being the only white person in a in a bar or, in, you know, restaurant or whatever. But uh, th- I was like I was there with a friend. We were riding bikes and there was like one or two other white people. Everyone else is there is black. And like all of a sudden the bartender comes running out of the bar with a super soaker and blast this other guy with a fucking super soaker <laughs> squirt gun and yells, you think I'd forget motherfucker. <laughs> and like suddenly like five other people bust out super soakers and there's like this fucking battle. This like fucking water gun battle <laughs> at the bar and everyone's like getting drenched and then starts like once it's done and it went on for like, like five minutes and like everyone starts applauding. <laughs> and it's like this great, like, fun completely alternative narrative of like what people say the south side of chicago is like you know it's a bunch of people having fun with squirt guns at a bar drinking having a good time and i was like this is fucking great i love this um Uh, yeah no i mean that's so yeah new orleans is actually pretty well set up for for this time because like almost all of their restaurants and bars have those kinds of like I don't know if like veranda door, whatever they call it, like where like the whole front of the restaurant is like doors that you can open up, basically. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 115 degrees in January in New Orleans, <laughs> so it's like they. I I lived on Decatur Street in uh, in uh, the French mm-hmm. Quarter, and there was there was six bars on one block, right? And the the apartment uh, didn't have like a, a door to the porch it had like one of those like the doors to like an old western saloon where it's just like a little yeah yeah that's what the the restaurants have those too like the big the 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 shutter door i I don't know what the fuck they're called but yeah there's you like we got hit by a hurricane while i lived there and it was just like imagine like a bathtub overflowing that was like how much water was flowing in through those those little doors into the apartment (laughs) And onto the floor, which were like the floor is like 12 inch thick wood beams mm-hmm. that were put there in the 1700s. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, it's like, all right, I guess it's built to last through this shit. No one fucking cares. It is. I, I uh, fucking yeah. And also cockroaches the size of your hand that fly. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I went there. I went to New Orleans uh, two years ago, three years ago. And the, like the only fucking time ever. That it was like freezing in, in fu- like around uh, Mardi Gras time. We went there for Mardi Gras, and it was like freezing. And then they had like a boil water advisory, so we couldn't drink anything the entire time we were there. We had to drink like you know oh, yeah. canned fucking. <laughs> the, uh, so I still have, um, I still get like alerts on my phone uh, for like any kind of like uh, storm or hurricane or like boil water advisory. Mm-hmm. For, for New Orleans because I lived there uh, for, for a while and I don't know how to like turn it off so like literally once a week I still get notifications on my phone <laughs> don't drink the water that I have to boil my water because it thinks I still live <laughs> every fucking week 
Yeah, that's that's the one downside. You know, New Orleans is a great fucking city, a lot of character, a lot of art and culture, but it's still in a fucking right-wing state run by chud governors almost exclusively, so uh, don't dr- don't expect any kind of environmental protection whatsoever for any of your air or water anything. Um, yeah, don't breathe or drink <laughs> yeah. water if you live there. It's just like yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame, do, but, but uh, great city. So yeah, um, just enjoy the, the 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 delicious smells wafting in from all the oil refineries. In, uh, yeah, right, Louisiana. right, in the Gulf. So uh, and and by the way, you know, fucking be careful if you're in the Gulf this week because. Uh, Laura does not look like it, this looks like a really bad fucking hurricane that's about to hit uh, somewhere between Texas and Louisiana. They're you know they think I think they think it's so going to go. This is one of one of three hurricanes. Yeah, but this is the bad one right now. Right now, it's it's a Cat Three, it's the bad one, and it hasn't even hit the the warm water in the Gulf yet. So I, I mean, I'm not a meteorologist, but what happened with Katrina is it hit that warm water and it fucking picked up steam. Like I don't understand why. They're not predicting this to pick up steam, but it literally picked up yeah, steam because yeah. that's how evaporation works. But it's already a cat three. <laughs> so if that fucking hits land and you're in the path right. of it, you're fucked. Like that's basically a giant tornado, like, you know, coming to your 120 mile an hour winds coming to fucking wreck your shit. So, oh, yeah, we just we just had a tornado in Chicago. Actually, we had a, a storm coming in uh, and it was huge and it was moving at 80 miles per hour. And I got, like, 15 alerts on my phone for this fucking thing. And I looked at the radar, uh, you know, online, and, like, literally it was booking. Because you can, like, look at, like, the radar yeah, yeah, for, yeah. like, the, f- the future radar one hour in advance. And you can see how fast it's moving. I'm like, oh, it's the, the storm is moving at 80 miles an hour. So, like, Unreal. it was, like, a huge patch of green with this hard red edge coming right for flying, me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to hit with the – it's going to be nothing – and nothing, and nothing, and then a whole lot of something very fast. So I started closing all my windows, right? But, like, I live in an old building, and some of the windows, like, the latches are broken. Mm. And literally, like, the last window I closed, as I'm closing it, the wind hit, and the window popped out oh, shit. Of, of the frame. I'm not kidding. And I'm suddenly, I'm like, holy shit. And I'm, I'm having, I'm, like, leaning on the window to hold it back into the frame and if i took my hand off it it was like the window would start falling out of the frame again and i had to stand there for 15 minutes holding the window watching all the trees outside my window uh get absolutely blasted uh and finally had to like fucking pound nails into the window to hold it so i could let go of it and and i'm hearing shit crashing all over the apartment thinking are all my other windows blowing out that are in other rooms that i can't see right now uh and they weren't thankfully but it's probably like none of the trees that i could see were against them coming down yeah but i knew that like a shitload of trees must have come down and as soon as i start like left my home uh there in my neighborhood there was hundreds of trees that had come down i saw at least 10 cars crushed Jesus. by trees just in my own neighborhood i couldn't imagine how much more it was throughout the 100 you know i'm sorry uh 240 square miles of chicago mm. um i went out and rode around for a while came home like five hours later after the storm uh there were still entire streets closed by trees blocking the entire street uh there were power lines down fucking everywhere i called 311 to report a down power line uh, and I waited for about 20 minutes to talk to somebody. <laughs> and 
you know, like yeah. five hours later, they haven't even gotten to, you know, there's, there's still, just last night writing, there was still cars underneath trees. And this happened 10 days ago. Like, Unreal. <laughs> so uh, climate change, extreme storms, extreme weather, tornadoes. There was that picture uh, the other day of, of six tornadoes in one picture. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was fucking terrifying. Um, but did you see the... But Joe Biden says no Green New Deal. No Green New Deal. <laughs> no ban on fracking. You know, took that language quietly out of the platform. Nancy Pelosi, what did she call it? Green Dream. The Green New Dream or whatever. Yep. That's fucking Democrats. I, I, so but but, but why won't people vote for them? I don't understand. I don't fucking understand. I mean, did you see the path that uh, the, Laura the Hurricane is going to take? It's it's so bizarre and I have amorphous. I have so it's yet. basically it's it's coming into the Gulf as a Cat Three. It might even pick up speed, and it's going to hook. And it's not its usual path. It basically makes like a hard like ninety degree right turn and manages to hit almost the entirety of like the the east coast like in its tail and i'm like hurricanes do not fucking last this long like this is not normal hurricane bait like usually the very like tail remnants will last you know the reason like superstorm sandy was such a big deal is because fucking hurricanes almost never affected the northeast like it's just never a thing and now it's like multiple times a hurricane season that they're still maintaining their steam because they're just picking up so much fucking energy, uh, you know, and 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 the fucking right. the cu- the cu- ocean currents are so fucked up that the you know the cu- the um the belt I can't remember the current belt I can't remember what the fuck it's called is so off because of all the melting sea ice that like these storms are getting super fucking strong and they're lasting way longer they're harder to predict and like storm of the century every three years yeah it's, it's not great. gonna get any better we're gonna, <laughs> gonna get you know, we gotta get rid of that term it's just such a fucking stupid term storm of the yeah storm of the century asterisk um, um yeah one of the one of the worst uh hurricanes that came up and went all the way up the coast uh i did some research on this a long time ago was way back in the year 1635 wow and you know back when like we weren't even a country yet and you had you know governors of colonies and magistrates and very few accurate historical records, but apparently there was, uh, I forget where it was. It was somewhere in Virginia, uh, that they accurately, uh, like they could tell how high the watermark Mm -hmm. was, right. Uh, by like how, you know, all the tree limbs had gotten ripped off the tree trunks up to a certain height. Uh And that's how they knew where the, where the watermark was. And it was like a storm surge of, of something like forty feet shit. at the coast. Holy shit! Right, yeah. so it's like like that would yes, like that that is a real storm of the century that wouldn't happen again for another century, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, and now it's like like we're you know we're looking at three of them at the same time. One of them potentially going all the way up the coast, uh, you know. And what are the, what what is the Democratic Party offering us? to save us from this catastrophe nothing yeah they're offering us nothing so why the fuck would i vote build back for better they're offering you blue mag literally blue maga like that's blue maga builds back, <laughs> build back better oh 
Who the fuck? A national. Oh, thought of that. National Weather Service meteorologist said uh, this week that Cameron Parish, which is a parish in, in Louisiana, will become part of the ocean for a few days, quote unquote. That's how fucking bad this yeah. storm surge is going to be. Like, this is a fucking... Dis- oh, but don't worry. You know, I'm sure FEMA is going to be great under Trump. I'm sure I'm sure it's not going to be at all be like fucking uh, uh, Katrina under Bush, where they just fucking left black people to die on their roofs for a week and a half. Well, you know. And stuck them in tents I mean, and gave them fucking cancer. Or, uh, it won't matter, because in trailer. 10 years, all the liberals will forgive Trump for wherever he's done. Yeah, well, come on. We get, we'll have somebody worse than well, Trump. we got to stop President say, Tucker well, Carlson from, from tweeting. Whatever... Whatever you might think about Donald Trump Jr., uh, you know, at least his father loved America. <laughs> oh, fuck. I can't. I can't. I can't. Ugh. Just imagine. Imagine how much time and effort goes into mind-fucking the liberals that believe that George W. Bush loves America. But, like... Just I, how much energy and money it They took. must have fucking baby brains. Like, how the fuck can you not remember... The fucking Bush years. I was a fucking child for most of them, and I remember them. Like, how do you, how do you, how is you, how are you so deranged by Donald Trump that you don't remember what a fucking nightmare, a daily nightmare that George W. Bush it was, was? Just like it was, like we just had it. It was <laughs> it's just unreal. here. It's unreal. Like I remember the fucking his father's years. Yeah, right? I don't like, remember I, those. I, I was too young, but you yeah. know, I mean, it, like I remember the day. I remember the day that we started bombing Iraq. Not 2000s. Gulf, Gulf uh, War but, Iraq bombing. Yeah, yeah, 1991, baby. And I was horrified. I was horrified. Because, yes, Iraq in, it had invaded Kuwait, and we went there to kick Iraq out of Kuwait, and then we invaded Iraq and slaughtered 300,000 people who were retreating. They had they had given up. They we were they were going back home, and we went and slaughtered people who had surrendered. Yep, three hundred thousand. Road of, of death, or I forgot the, was, the name of it, but we we covered that on Bush's yeah. uh, highway of death. Hi, yeah. When Bush died, we covered um, that pretty extensively. Yeah, uh, we we did a good deep dive into what a monster that guy was. Arguably, the worst president of our lifetimes was the first George W. Bush. Oh yeah, uh, if you look at his his entire career of being head of the CIA during the uh, Vietnam War, uh, you know, during the time when we were, uh, you know, hiring right-wing death squads to slaughter tens of thousands of people in Latin America. Uh, George W. Bush, head of the CIA, was uh, on He was on training them on, on, on the fucking oil rig in the, in the, uh, in the, in the, in the you know, the southern Atlantic. He, when, he, when he was, you know, in the CIA, he was literally training death squads to go do these things, like training the Contras and... Yeah, so he's a fucking monster. But at least he loved America. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he was nice, you know. He was he was a nice guy. Uh, yeah, so... He was a nice guy when he grabbed all those women's asses <laughs> yeah, right. and made jokes. Unreal, unreal. So, yeah, just, this will never end. Chair, sexual predator. This is a fucking never-ending cycle until we fucking die is that liberals are going to do apologia for monsters in 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 service of of you know claiming to try to be stopping other monsters but by then we'll be full blown we'll be in, descended into full blown fascism so it won't really matter um but you know for people that wonder how people like hitler rose to power it's because he had fucking people like the modern day democratic party opposing him 
a fucking use bunch of useful idiots who are there just to provide token resistance to fascism while actually enabling and strengthening and further entrenching fascism. That's how fucking fascists rise to power, and we're seeing it 100% every day in this fucking country. You know, I, I watched most of the DNC convention, um, and only just like one day of the RNC convention, and it's like, it's... it. I can't discern the two. No, no. It it really it's this. They have the exact same talking points, uh, for the most part. Uh, the Democrats, who were actually fairly progressive, who were allowed to speak, weren't allowed to talk about Medicare for all. weren't allowed to talk about anything related to climate change. They suddenly grappled with uh, saving the post office because it's a vague thing they can latch onto. But like the. the there's been a bipartisan effort to, you know, destroy the post office for 30 years. For, yeah, for decades. Right. So th- this notion that Democrats are now suddenly, like, their main issue is saving the post office. Like, there's not even a plan to do massive mail-in voting, right? I mean, if there was, then I'd say, yeah, I mean, of course, you got to fucking protect that. But, like, I, most states are still going to do almost exclusively in-person, on-site, polling place voting, right? That That's not changing. So I don't know where they get this idea that suddenly we're all doing mail-in voting. We should do mail-in voting. Hey, remember... That should be the normal. Remember... States like Oregon... Well, remember on bef- before Super Tuesday when we were all saying, hey, they should just cancel these? Or, you know, they should, you know, figure out a way to do mail-in voting? And all the fucking Democrats were saying we were trying to suppress the vote and that it's totally safe to go out and vote for Joe Biden in the middle of a fucking pandemic when there was actually still a chance that Bernie could have won? Yep. Oh, all of a sudden they changed their fucking tune and you wonder why the conservatives think they're fucking hypocrites and why they're just saying these things for political gains. Now, they happen to be right that it's it, that we should just all have mail-in voting, but they don't actually believe in it, and they've proven that they don't believe in it in this fucking election cycle. So, again, no credibility whatsoever, and this is, it's just... And then you watch the Republican convention, and it's a bunch of fucking screeching lunatics, you know, that are just, like you said, caricatures of, of actual people. Like, Kim, like Kimberly Gafoyle, I don't know what the fuck that was. Like, that her speech, she's like Trump's... One of Trump's kids' girlfriends is like, it. it she was, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, the, it, it, it's just you know, and the, the 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 funniest thing is that when the Republicans know Democrats are full of shit, and they can peel off independent voters by pretending to support the things that progressives support. So you listen to the RNC convention, and they talk nonstop about the working people the working class and how they're the real defenders of the working class. Democrats don't talk about that shit. They pretend it's all about the middle class. And they talked about you know, ending, the, ending the forever wars at the RNC. They didn't even fucking mention war during the DNC. It's unreal that yeah, they ceded that ground to them. Because they know that Republicans know that the people that went and fought that wars are poor white people for the most part, at least in the last you know 15 yeah. years or so. Well, I guess 18 years because the fucking afghanistan war is old enough to vote now uh, and yeah they know their constituency i keep saying this republicans as awful as they are know what their base wants and gives it to them democrats know what their base wants and says fuck you yep change them for, for wanting better th- yeah wanting a better society 
fuck. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> just real, 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 real great news all around. Really looking forward to, uh, to November 3rd to see. Uh, which which brand of MAGA we're gonna get? Are we gonna get red MAGA again, or are we gonna get blue MAGA? <laughs> you know, like it's just nothing. Oh, we're gonna get red MAGA. We're gonna yeah, get red MAGA. I, 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 it, I, and then it's just you know they're gonna run Donald Trump Jr. in 2024, and he's probably gonna win too. Oh good God, he's even he can he's go even on dumber TV than his father. Like I don't understand how this fucking <laughs> that is the, that is the feature. Not no, the bug. of course, of course I'm it is, you. of course it is. But it's just, it's just amazing. That, but I actually really think they're going to try to because th- th- that was a big rumbling a couple months ago is that they actually are going to try to run Tucker Carlson because he's a competent fascist. Like he can, he, he can lie better than like someone like Trump. Like I, he's got no, he's got no fucking sex appeal though. That's like the only thing that they they have to have somebody who's like scummier, <laughs> unlike like a really creepy sex appeal level like. Trump has that on some like he just, just sleaze. Like, he has a sleaze appeal with like, all the fucking porn stars and yeah, everything. Yeah. Like he's he's got what you know guys that are sixty five named Randy that live in Virginia <laughs> want, right? Which is money and fucking yeah. blonde strippers yeah, around exactly. Him, right? So it, it's it's not the kind of sex appeal that. I would ever want to be close to <laughs> yeah. or any thinking person would. But again, we're not talking about thinking persons. We're talking about West Virginia Randys. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. All right. So, I mean, I think we pretty much covered the, the conventions. Uh, the, the song I want to close out with tonight is a great uh, track by uh, this guy, Nick Lutzko, L-U-T-S-K-O. Uh, that's his ad on Twitter <clears throat> is his name. And he's like this. He does like a lot of parody songs. Like I don't know if people remember a couple of years ago, he did that like Trump speech as an emo song when like the Trump's like le- like uh, like written speech came out and it looked like it was like a lyric sheet. So he set his fucking thing to like <laughs> to like like two thousand five emo music. It's super fucking funny. Um, yeah. And he did this this song about the RNC. It's super fucking funny. Uh, so people should go check his shit out. Well, real quick before we jump yeah. to that, we should uh, get all uh, and of our course, handles yeah. out there. Oh yeah, actually, t- t- uh, yeah. So we got a new merch page. We have a new merch page. We have a new Twitter. A lot of new shits happening. So yeah, if you want to support the show, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com/slash/MoveLeft, <clears throat> um, Facebook.com/slash/MoveLeftIdiots. We have new merch available um, because we aren't using Teespring anymore because they're Nazi sympathizers. Uh, but we so we now have a, a T Public account, and you can find that at uh, tinyurl.com/moveleftpod. Pod. Again, that's tinyurl.com/moveleftpod. Uh, uh, we have the logo. Wait, how do you spell pod again? Pod. Like pick of destiny. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, that's up there. We have the logo. I also made a um, a design with Trump saying like and Trump's uh, awful pronunciation of Antifa, like you know his Antifa thing that we used to have at the beginning of Antifa, which I'm actually going to re- right. reinsert into the, into our intro uh, this week. I think I'm going to have that and a couple other interesting things. I'm sure you'll have already heard it by this point, but. Uh, yeah, so there, there's a, there's that, and I'm going to be adding some more designs as I have time to work on them. Uh, but yeah, so go check that out. Uh, we are uh, we have a new Twitter page for the show specifically, which you should all go follow. That's at uh, Move Left Pod on Twitter. Uh, I am at Move underscore Left on Twitter. 
Uh, I'm at Bike Slutty on Twitter, and you should also go check out the Tumblr blog, uh, where I've been doing a lot of video and uh, photograph documentation of the uprisings, riots, whatnot happening here in Chicago. Uh, that is at riotchicago.tumblr. That's riot spelled R-I-O-T. <laughs> yeah. And we will see you next week. I want to be at the RNC. I want to see Patricia Murkowski. I want to scream for the GOP. I want to sit with Dan Fontino. He kind of looks like Dan Bongino. Grandma tries to tell me not to go down there. But I would be safe with Dan Bongino. I want to be at the RNC. I want to